Hello, my name is David Thomas and I'm joined by Sarah Martin and we are both members of Linklater's litigation, arbitration and investigations practice and global ESG team. And we are delighted to welcome you to this Linklater's podcast series in which members of our global ESG practice will be exploring the issue of greenwashing. What does it mean? How to spot it? How to avoid it? And what happens if you find yourself or your business inadvertently doing it or being accused of it. We hope you find the series useful. If you would like further information, please do not hesitate to contact us or any of the speakers in the series, and do look out for our monthly ESG news bulletin and the quarterly ESG disputes bulletin. I am Anamika Cook, a trainee in our litigation, arbitration and investigations team, and I'm joined by my colleague Zoe Cameron, who is an associate in our antitrust and foreign investment group. This is another podcast in our greenwashing series, and with greenwashing becoming a hot topic on what almost seems like a weekly basis, and with significant movements in the competition and advertising sphere, we thought we'd run through some of the more recent developments. Zoe, so why don't we start with an overview of the CMA and the ASA's powers in this space? We'll kick off with the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, which is actually about to strengthen its armoury and its fight against greenwashing. Under the current regime, the CMA has no direct power to fine companies for misleading green claims. Instead, it has to take a company to court to prove a breach of consumer law in order to impose a civil penalty. All of that is about to change as the Digital Markets Competition and Consumer Bill starts to make its way through the legislative process. The bill could give the CMA strengthened enforcement powers, which would allow it to decide for itself, as it can in competition law matters, whether certain general or core consumer protection provisions under the Consumer Protection Regulations 2008 have been broken. If the answer is yes, directions can be imposed and fines of up to 10% of global turnover could be issued on offenders. In the meantime, the CMA has published a Green Claims Code which also captures business-to-business marketing, to give companies a steer on making appropriate environmental claims, and is now also investigating the fashion and fast-moving consumer goods sectors. How about the ASA? Yeah, thanks, Zoe. So the ASA, or the Advertising Standards Agency, is another UK body to be aware of in this arena. In a nutshell, the ASA is the UK's independent advertising self-regulatory body, and it responds to advertising complaints from consumers or businesses, which in the greenwashing space are usually activist or non-governmental organisations or NGOs. The ASA reviews these claims for compliance with its advertising codes and for greenwashing, the most relevant ones are Chapter 3 on misleading claims and Chapter 11 on environmental claims. And it can choose to either dismiss or uphold a complaint, depending on whether it complies with the relevant parts of the code. So the ASA rulings are non-binding, but they're published on their website, which is available to the general public. And this does give rise to a reputational risk if an ad's found to be greenwashing. And there's also the risk of follow-up litigation by consumers if they're relying on an advertisement that's found to be misleading. In terms of recent case examples, the CMA has turned green at a slightly slower pace than the ASA but it's still been busy while it awaits stronger enforcement powers. In January 2022, the CMA announced it was looking at the fashion sector, and in July of that year, it launched investigations into eco-friendly and sustainability claims made by ASOS, Boohoo and George at Asda. 
the CMA has taken particular issue with the vague nature of certain statements, such as those related to ASOS's responsible edit, Boohoo's Ready for the Future, and the George for Good clothing ranges, and that the criteria that those companies use when qualifying items for these collections might actually be lower than consumers expect. This case was followed in January of this year by the opening of an investigation into green claims in fast-moving consumer goods, or FMCG. These are essential items used by consumers on a daily basis, such as food and drink, cleaning products, toiletries, and personal care items. Again, the cause for concern is use of vague and broad eco-statements. For example, packaging or marketing a product as sustainable or better for the environment with no evidence or making misleading claims regarding the recyclability of certain materials. The CMA remains in information gathering mode in both of these cases, and updates can be tracked on the CMA's public case pages. On the ASA side, uh, the ASA has been pretty active in the greenwashing sphere from quite a few years before the CMA. So since early 2020, the ASA has issued a number of rulings, and a key example is probably its ruling against one of the large banks in October of last year. So the bank had run two different adverts in the run up to COP26 about its sustainability goals. One was saying that it would provide about one trillion in financing for clients to transition to net zero, while the other pledged to plant about two million trees to trap 1.25 million tonnes of carbon. The ASA upheld this complaint against both adverts, but not on the basis that anything in those adverts was necessarily false, because it wasn't. Instead, the ASA considered that the adverts were potentially misleading as they didn't give a full picture of the bank's activities. And in particular, they didn't disclose that the bank was continuing to finance heavy carbon businesses as part of the energy transition. This claim does contrast with product specific claims, which we're seeing as well, but it can be applied across the board. And the key takeaway is really that in addition to making sure that statements are accurate and properly substantiated, businesses need to make sure that the adverts they're putting out present an accurate picture of their goals and activities. Only promoting the positive impact that you're having on the environment and not actually disclosing potentially negative impacts can also be considered greenwashing. On a similar trend, the CMA has also flagged its potential interest in the retail banking sector. Other key priority sectors are travel and transport, though no particular sector should feel off the hook. To date, the CMA has honed in on retailers due to their size and visibility, as well as specific concerns about their claims. With the introduction of stronger enforcement powers, the CMA is also likely to ramp up public discourse around its next potential targets. What's the latest from the ASA? Yes, yeah, so more recently, the ASA has released updated guidance to cover net zero and carbon neutral claims. And ASA analysis is showing that UK consumers tend to believe that carbon neutral claims imply an absolute reduction in carbon emissions. So the role of any carbon offsetting can actually lead to consumers feeling that they've been misled. This means that with any environmental claims, businesses need to make clear what their carbon neutral claim is based on. So is carbon offsetting used? If so, how much? And are the projects verified? And then also what absolute reductions are being made and so on. The other point to make is that perceived greenwashing in advertising also brings litigation risk. So complainants are not just relying on regulators. 
So far, we're mainly seeing this overseas rather than in the UK. Um, an example is the recent case brought in Germany against DWS in relation to its climate tech fund advertisements. So DWS had marketed some of its features as sustainable, um, and it was alleged that DWS didn't have a robust framework in place to assess and support this. Um, this claim recently settled. So what should businesses be mindful of? Well, with enforcement activity increasing in this space, and in the case of the CMA with non-compliance about to get potentially very expensive, there's no better time for businesses to review their green claims for compliance with available guidance. We'd recommend heading to the CMA and ASA websites to review these in full. As some high-level rules of the road, you should make sure that any claims are truthful, accurate, clear, and unambiguous, that claims are properly substantiated, that they do not admit or hide material information, that comparative claims are fair and meaningful and make clear what the basis for the comparison is, and finally that claims consider the full life cycle of any relevant products. Thank you very much for joining us today. We hope you found this overview helpful. For more information, feel free to check out our Sustainable Futures blog where we regularly update on topical ESG issues. Mm -hmm.